Welcome to the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host, Seth Dusalt, and joining me today from our men's soccer team is senior Connor Hicks, Munson, Massachusetts, and he is an economic and finance major. Uh, Connor, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. I've seen a lot of the podcasts, and really interesting to see everyone's story and how they get along here. Well, we're glad to have you on here, and you're a guy that... Uh, has certainly had an impact in your now going into your fourth year here at AIC with our men's soccer team. But I want to start by talking about your high school soccer career because that was pretty good too, and I get to witness some of it. Um, you were at Munson High School, back-to-back yeah. uh, -back state championships in 2015 and 16, and in 2016 you scored a, a ridiculous from way out uh, goal in overtime in the state championship game to win it. Um, First of all, like, what is that experience like scoring a goal of that magnitude to win a, a state championship for your school? Um, I think that was definitely one of the, the craziest days of my life, just being there, um, playing um, for a state championship with guys that I've known my whole life. So our whole team, it was, we had, I think, nine seniors and everyone, we were all, all there from the start. Everyone was very good friends and just getting to that point and being in that game and especially scoring two pretty important goals. It was just a amazing feeling just being there with all my friends and then doing it um, in front of my whole town. So it was just, it was, it was awesome. Definitely never going to forget it. I actually did my student teaching when I was getting my master's at Munson High School in 2015, and that was the year that both the boys and girls teams won state championships. What was that like being a part of, you know, especially for such a small town and a small school to have both teams win a state championship like that. Well, it was it was a big a big lifter for our town because um, our sports like we were pretty good at most sports, but I think soccer um, was the main the main sport of the town, and I think the whole town really um, got together behind both teams. And I had my sister on the team um, and winning. Both championships with her playing there, it was unbelievable as well. And just for my family and just the whole town being there, it was it was awesome. Now you, I'm sure, had lots of opportunities to go to lots of different places to play, uh, to continue your education. How did you end up deciding that AIC was the right place? How did you come in contact with Coach Perry and that have that process play out where you're here now with the Yellow Jackets? Um, so definitely um, the college – Recruitment. I mean, it's it's a lot difficult for high schoolers to the big name colleges. I think most D one schools have a lot of um, academy players, and so for me, um, I tried going to a bunch of um, of college camps, and I was talking to a good amount of, of colleges in the area, and then went to the the UConn camp. It was a five day camp, and I ended up meeting meeting Luke there, and uh, we instantly. From there, um, I got his contact info. Um, he saw me play a bit, and then I sent him over my um, my highlight video, and he came to watch me. I think play versus Amherst. And I think uh, that was um, a really good game. And then he was just um, he was the coach that, that I thought was most interested in me, and I thought that it would have been um, a good fit, seeing that it was only thirty minutes away from me, and that my family could go to all the games, you know, somewhere where I could play a lot and make an impact. Well, you've certainly uh, made that impact. Right away, you were in the lineup. You played, I think, every game your freshman year. You started more than half of them. Um, 
How was that transition from the high school game to the collegiate level so seamless for you in terms of just being able to right away to fit right in and have a big role and be successful so early on? Because it's obviously tough as a freshman. I think it was difficult for me coming in because I knew that there was a lot of um, international players here. And it's definitely it's difficult for an American guy to go into a foreign-based team and, and get playing time and just and make sure that, like, you're building relationships. And also, it's a different style of soccer compared to the traditional American kick-and-run game. Here, it's a lot more pass-based, and, like, and it's truly um, the most important style of my play. But, honestly, um, the physicality was a huge, huge difference. Um, from my school, like, these guys here are all six foot plus, like, 190, and everyone's just – full speed all the time and I think coming from high school you uh, especially um, in the mass area you mainly have like two to three really good players on your team and then the rest is just normal athletes and I think at college here like you're playing against like every player on the team is just as good and everyone's given their full effort because eventually everyone everyone wants to go pro no matter what division they're in and yeah. here it's it was definitely like just knowing that I was good enough to play against all these guys and play with guys from England, Spain, France, Croatia, Ireland, Brazil, and just mesh them together and just form a great team. And definitely being able to play almost every game here has been fun. And definitely I've so your first year. Um, the team was pushing for a playoff spot late in the season. You have to go down to play the national number 10, Adelphi. You get to overtime and give one up early on in the OT. Obviously heartbreaking, but what did the team get out of that experience that allowed them to then the following couple of years have the kind of success that we've had? I think that game might have been one of the most important for our time here just because of the um, the magnitude of it and I think if you look at the team it was it wasn't coach Perry's full team yet because it was still players from the previous coach so like it wasn't his full full system but you could tell that he was implementing it and bringing in players that he wanted and I think that that we could tell that from that game that in the, in the next coming years that, that we'd have a unbelievable team and I think knowing that we went up against Adelphi in their place, starting six freshmen and, and bring them to overtime and losing in a way that we shouldn't have lost. And it still haunts us to this day. And I think, like, knowing that we could could be there um, and play against them and really give them a fight, I think it set the tone for um, our last couple of years here. Now the following season, get to the postseason, and you've got to face LeMoyne, Defending, you know, they're, they're the number 15 team in the country. They're incredibly good. Um, and AIC had never won a playoff game for men's soccer. What allowed the team to go into Syracuse and walk out of Ted Grant Field with a, with a victory? That season, it was actually one of the craziest seasons that I've ever been part of. Um, I was actually looking at it um, the other day, and we started off 0-5, didn't score a goal for – five straight games and then we ended up going like we won six um out of the next seven uh tying snoo beating um a and then if you look at that our our second game of the year last or 
that year um, actually played against the Moine and they smacked us. It was, we lost six, nothing. We had um, um, a red card and it was just, it was awful. And I think like going up um, against the Moine um, on that day, we knew that they probably thought that they were just going to walk all over us, but we were really hitting our stride. And actually we actually, we got to the game and we forgot um, um, our speaker. So we had no music. We're in a locker room and just everyone is just on their phones trying to play some music and we go out there. I think it was just, we knew um, that we had nothing to lose. And just to beat them like that, I think we went up or we went down well nothing and then Jake scored the PK and then Alex scoring that goal at the end. It was just an unbelievable game. And like everyone from the starting 11 all the way down to the bench and, and the staff and even the parents out there. It was just an unbelievable game. I'm going to flash forward ahead to the next postseason game or the next year, and you're down at Adelphi. This is the, you know, the team that had knocked you out two years ago. Number six in the country. Uh, we, were, we were basically given the snowball's chance in, in hell of winning that game. Come back from down two to one. Jake Durham scores the tying goal, scores the winning goal. Uh, just, I guess, your sense of just what happened there with, with him and all, that allowed him to kind of carry the team at the end to that victory. Um, I think mean, last season, um, he was um, a great leader through it all. I don't think he probably didn't, didn't score as much as he wanted to, but I think it's because he took a more defensive role and a more of um, a team player role. And I think that really helped everyone – around him and I think that game that uh, he played unbelievable in those two goals I think like it um it was just it was crazy because I think he, he probably deserves it out of everyone um on the team being there for four years captain and really changing the tone of the team and I think that game really showed what what, what he was about I think being Adelphi at Adelphi after them knocking us out two years ago. And then um, we tied them sophomore year to send us into the playoffs. And then we had recently just lost to them 2-1. And I think going there and, and finally finally being them after three years of being here is just a unbelievable feeling. Now, you had a little extra support that night. And – I know that the men's soccer team and the women's soccer teams here are obviously pretty close with each other, support each other pretty well. What did it mean, you know, it just worked out that they were also going to play Adelphi in their postseason game the next day. What did it mean to actually have that whole team there to support you guys that night? Oh, it was it was huge because I think um, going away, and especially um, for our team, like it's not a lot of families that are actually like cause, – because we're so um, – internationally based that we don't really have many fans like like not many parents come to the game and stuff so I think being there away and I think we didn't even know um that they were coming either and I think it was a couple minutes in and then we just and then um we started hearing noise um and chanting and it was just an unbelievable sight to see all them coming um and um supporting us on the sideline and I think that really helped us push through overtime because that was a tiring game and it was cold, raining, I think just having that extra sport there really helped us go a long way. Now, obviously, your senior year hasn't been 
anything like what I imagine you were picturing it as being. Um, but we're going to get to play a spring season at least and have some games. Um, what kind of things are you looking to accomplish uh, this spring, you know, now as a senior or fourth-year player on this team? Well, um, I think um, a good amount of us, or I know me and um, a few others are actually planning on doing a master's and coming back and playing for two more years after this. So I think that'll be great that there's me, um, a core of us who have been here for so long. And I think it'll be going on me playing six years of soccer somehow. And I think just this spring is just really trying to get everyone together because I think the most, the most difficult part about the whole COVID thing is that we're not like interacting as much. Um, there's no locker rooms. So, like there's none of that just like banter, just like just getting going, um, just like, like getting um, so the guy next to you, like what he's about, what's his character like, and just like I think that's been the toughest part. But I think it's just trying to stay fit and then go into the summer, um, try and play um, a USL two maybe, maybe the pioneers, and then just get really fit and um, just back to playing every day, and then hopefully come in next year and win um, the NE ten. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your academic side of your career here at AIC. Uh, you're an economics and finance major. Um, you've already mentioned, you know, planning on coming back for grad school. Uh, what kind of career goals do you have in mind with uh, with the degrees that you're attempting to get here at AIC? Um, well, um, my dad, he works in a bank, and I really um, I looked into his work and just being around um, um the banking field a lot and I think with a an economics and a finance degree you can really go there's a lot of different pathways you they can take to that but I really wanted to work in a bank um when I was older and I think I'm going to go for my MBA and then I should have um a good idea of what I want to do after I complete that obviously lots of different professors over the course of your career are there any that stand out to you as like particularly you know, this was my favorite professor. Or this was a course that I really liked or thought I learned a lot from, something like that. Um, uh, I, he's actually a pretty um, fairly new professor, um, Nunzio or Brian or his name, um, Nunzio Beyond. I don't know, but uh, he's the labor um, economics teacher. Uh, but I've had three classes with him. And um, just he's so into it and it's all modern day um, economics um, and spreadsheet work and just all about the numbers. And he's a very um, hardworking guy and he's the one that actually got me to, um, to change my major. So um, he saw that, that I was really into all that stuff and he was the one that got me to change. And I think having him for the later years on and um classes that I teach is I think it's a very good um, atmosphere to be around. What has the experience been like for you with uh, having to do courses remotely? I mean, you mentioned obviously a lot of it is done on the computer anyway, spreadsheets and stuff. So yeah. how has it been adjusting to that in the last year? Um, COVID is definitely tough. I think classes, I'm, I'm definitely not one for online classes. I'm more of um, a hands-on guy being in the classroom, like up in early learning. I think it's just staring into a screen all day. And I feel like I'm not, I'm not learning as much, but at the end of the day, like there's not much that anyone can do. So I think trying to make the best out of the whole situation is the only way that I'm going to continue to grow and learn, especially being here.
but I think that the teachers are doing a fantastic job and it's definitely tough for everyone and I couldn't imagine being um, a teacher and trying to teach 20-something kids on a screen and it's just, I don't know, I feel like it would be pretty hard, but they're definitely staying into it and trying to keep everyone actively uh, inspired to a certainty of just trying to get everything done just for years to come. Going to switch things up again and get back to a little bit of soccer. I see the USA soccer flag behind you. Um, now you've you've talked about like when you came in here and how many international players we had and the kind of the difficulty um, that you know being raised in like the American style of of play, you know, playing against European born players or other you know, players from Africa or Asia. Um, what is it? that you think like the U S needs to do at least on the men's side uh, to have more success internationally and maybe what can, what can the men's team learn from the women's team? Because the U S women's team is traditionally the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the U S men's team, they're definitely headed um, in the right direction. There's we're kind of, we're moving out of the MLS phase. And now there's a lot more Americans playing for, Barcelona, Chelsea, and all over Europe. And I think that's just um, a step in the right direction. But to me, I feel as though the biggest thing in America is it's when you're young and to play like actual, like, like decent soccer, it costs a lot of money. Like I'm talking like a thousand a year just to play travel soccer. And not every family has that. And, and there could be talented kids out there that just don't have the money to, to, to play and grow. But if you look um, in Europe, the prices aren't even close to that. And there's so many like free travel teams or just like so little payment for, for teams. And just be, just to be like able to play soccer at a high level. And that's, that's, that's the biggest thing growing up because there's so many um, like fundamentals and techniques that, that, that they used to learn at a young age if you want to be successful in the sport. And I think that in Europe, they do such a good job at that. And that's, that, that's true where the difference between the American style game and the European game plays a huge difference. It's, it's not more physicality here. It's more technique and knowing what to do with the ball and not just kicking it a hundred yards and just sprinting after it. What's something that you enjoy other than soccer, or maybe just outside of sports in general, maybe a hobby that you have, or you know something that you're into that people might not necessarily know about? Um, other than sports, I think definitely with COVID, um, the only thing that I can really think of is just playing Xbox, really. I mean, I play Warzone, FIFA, Call of Duty. It's just to keep the mind off of things, just so it's not always soccer in school. And, and you can't really do much nowadays of, of COVID, so definitely I think a lot of people have turned to video games or anything really online. But I definitely I play a lot of that, and it's just it's fun to play with the friends and stuff, and got um, all my friends back home and here. And I think it's it's been a fun thing to do though, on the side. Is there a uh, particular game that a lot of guys on the team like to play that you guys maybe play against each other just to get that competitive spirit going? Um, it used to be fifa a lot like everyone was always playing fifa but um now um everyone plays warzone um it's the call of duty battle royale game but like 
I'm always playing with uh, Dave, Jakob, Edwin, or Mike. And then I know a lot of the guys, like, I don't know, it's just fun to get um, a full squad out there and just trying to win. The final question, let me ask everybody this question. Um, other than your parents, because that would probably be most people's answer, uh, who is somebody who's had a major influence on you and how have they helped shape who you are as a person? Um, I think growing up, um, my club soccer coach, um, Mike Rouette, he was my club soccer coach growing up through all my years and just playing under him. Um, he went to um, Old Dominion and, and he was from, from my high school. And uh, so he knew what it was like playing there. And I think he really, he taught the game to me so well. And I think um, it's so um, underappreciated having um, a good coach, especially in America who, who knows the game fully and is just willing to, um, to dedicate it all just to, to one team and a person. But he taught me so many um, fundamentals, techniques, and just the whole game itself. And then he actually became my high school coach for my sophomore and junior year. And uh, he took our team to the, the state championship. Um, and we ended up winning our first one since 1991. And then um, he tried getting me to go to WMA my senior year, but um, we both kind of decided that it would have been, been right for me um, to stay at Monson because um, all my friends are there. But he's definitely – he's watched me through college. And I think without him, I would be nowhere close to as good as um, a soccer player that I am now. Cannot underestimate the value of a good coach. And it goes back to what you were saying, too, about learning those fundamentals at a young age. You know, those are – that's what sets the foundation for the whole thing. Certainly here at AIC, we've benefited from that and from having you here for three seasons. And, Connor, appreciate you coming on. Uh, looking forward to seeing you play this spring and glad to hear that we're going to get to hopefully yeah. see you play again this fall as a uh, grad student. Thank you for having me on. It was, it was awesome. And hopefully two more championships to come. Two more seasons. Hey, that's, that would be fantastic. It's totally all right by me. Connor Hicks from our men's soccer team. Keep your eyes peeled for more episodes of the Yellow Jacket Experience all over our social media channels and on YouTube as well.